When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. And who, sir, looking snazzy, are you? <laughs> I'm the producer, Matt Duncan. Freddie, uh, thanks. I'm wearing a ultra-wrinkled uh, summer shirt. <laughs> yeah, you can it get looks, away with uh, it, though, a little bit when it's uh, <laughs> summery, right? For sure. Yeah, you you look you looking sexy as hell. My wife is like, you um, need to steam that. I'm like, never, never. Steam what? No, it looks great <laughs> on camera. It's like it's too many lines, so it looks a little bit blurry. Yeah, not camera um, friendly. <laughs> hey, you're you're camera friendly. Uh, and if if you've tuned into this podcast for the first time or you're back, thank you regardless. We are a hardcore raptors slash NBA pod. We got analysts, comedians. You know, all sorts of personalities, but more so just uh, basketball nuts. So uh, thank you for joining. And, uh, you know, if you want to help us out or uh, contribute to our whatever growth, uh, how can they do that, Matty? Well, if you're watching us on the Raptors Republic YouTube, thank you. And please like and subscribe. That is important for us. Leave some comments. Freddie will get back to you. Hell yeah. And, you know... For everything else, go to raptorsrepublic.com. You can go to our website, dunkspodcast.com. You can listen to the episodes there if you want to listen to the full, you know, podcast version. So, yeah, just thanks for supporting and uh, keep hitting those buttons. God damn it right. Um, uh, I think, you know, before we uh, start, I will just say uh, free Brittany Griner. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the situation, get familiar and uh, be loud about it. Uh, it's a... It's a horribly tragic scenario for one of the best athletes in the world. And uh, I think with that, let's dive right into Raptors talk. Uh, Maddie, good sir. I know you're there. Uh, I know you got some sting queued up. Maybe it's a maybe it's a weird celebrity. Maybe it's something new. Who knows? This is episode 250, by the way. So a fun milestone for us. But uh, good sir, please give me your most delicious Raptors oh. sting. <laughs> Don't you want to intro the guests first? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Maddie? Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. Like, 
It's uh, it's not our usual <laughs> recording time. Okay, this is why Maddie's here. Like, because I could tell something was off, like even in my head. But I was plowing through. So we'll <laughs> hold on the Raptors sting. I'm not doing this podcast alone. <laughs> That's great. Okay, <laughs> now I'm totally rattled. Right for the whole episode. This is good. Um, they're back there being like, "What the?" F-? Um, Okay, yeah. Uh, old friend of mine. Uh, we met at Humber Comedy. Hilarious dude. Maddie, give me the Raptors stick. No. Um, uh, amazing comedian. Uh, you know, he's one serious uh, top comic. He's uh, JFL. Uh, wicked stand-up. Wicked writer. Just overall amazing dude. Coming from Vancouver. Give it up. And as loud as you can. Even if you're home alone. For Adam Christie. Good to be on that show, on today's show. Maddie, hit me with that rapper thing. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I think it's time to start the show. There's no one else waiting. Let's do it, Maddie. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The rest of the pod is just going to be like, Maddie, hit that sting. And we're out. Thanks for tuning in, yeah. everybody. Um. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, this is also a funky new thing, but I, I can't see <laughs> I, Adam. Yeah, Adam so, well, is not. Here, here, here's what happened is that um, you said that this will be on the YouTube page. And just for that, I have uh, gone off video because I'm currently sitting on a bed. I have COVID-19. No one needs <laughs> okay. You know yeah. what? That's that's very fair. Uh, just trust me that Adam is uh, beautiful and delightful. Um, but let's uh, let's bring on <laughs> guest number two <laughs> before I forget anything else. You know, this is uh, off to a roaring start. A wild here. 250. This is a wild 250. Yeah, things are. And things guess are... number two, you know them, you love them. It's the Raptor Sting. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know them, you love them. It's not a real person. It's just music. Um, no, I uh, I feel like I, I met her a couple of years ago. Uh, a good friend of uh, a good friend of the podcast, Catherine Niker. Um, uh, she's a photographer, a director, been on a lot of podcasts. A hilarious person. And uh, I think, I don't know if this is a new term, but uh, we're going with it. Uh, she is a Raptors Twitter maverick. Uh, for the first time on the pod, please give it up as loud as you can, even if you're home alone, for Chris Myers. Hello, it's me, the Raptors Sting, also known as Chris Myers. What's up, guys? Not much. Uh, thanks for joining. Just uh, heads up, you get your own music. Oh, my goodness. This is your forever music. Oh, I've never gotten music before. Oh, yeah, this, is your, this is gonna follow you around forevermore. I have a baby song. This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I feel welcome already. Thank you so much. This is this is this is great. Um, I wore uh, my Casey Bannerman Raptors gear for the yes. occasion. Uh, this is the first time I've appeared on a Raptors podcast without Catherine Niker, so this is a big deal for me. <laughs> Well, cheers, Catherine. Thank you for uh, for introducing me to you, Chris. Um, uh, I'm also just going to do a quick shout out to Nigel Downer, who gave me uh, an amazing, uh, I'm not wearing it right now, but uh, an amazing uh, Kyle Lowry hoodie where, where Kyle, it's all of Kyle's like stats, uh, career stats for the Raptors oh, on the back of the hoodie. Nice. Yeah. Nigel Downer is also a sweetheart. Shout out, Nigel. Hey, how you doing, fun? Um, hey, yeah, but uh, thanks for joining. Let's let's just get this baby going with the actual Maddie, if you're ready. Raptors sting.
We're smooth around here, people. Uh, also, shout out the. Uh, oh yeah. Rap, 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 Wow, that what a delayed sound. Like, this is like this is really a cacophony of events. I feel like uh, early in this pod, you know, like yeah, things are just happening at their own pace. Uh, I was, you know, like just nice, smooth podcasting. Shout out Dak Shepard for coming for you. Um, but uh, uh, I'm also just going to quickly shout out the the Raptors. Uh, it was a three year anniversary of the Raptors championship. So listen, we're going to keep celebrating. Hopefully we're not like all old people and, and remembering 2019, maybe we'll get some other memories, but uh, let me go to you first, Adam. Um, and this is sort of a, like a classic convoluted Freddie question, but uh, I, I, I've been wrestling with this idea for years now. So I feel like there's different types of basketball fans. There's people Damn, who dude. like rumors and, you know, there's people who care about the on-court stuff. There's transaction fans. Uh, I, I'm, I'm framing this as transaction fans, people who love trades, signings. They just love the rumors. Uh, and they like to, you know, think about team building in that way. And then there's also chemistry fans, people who enjoy, like, development and kind of this, like, slow burn. And, uh, you know, there's not one right answer. But what camp do you find yourself in? the most as a fan do you like watching people develop together are you sort of like great we had this guy for one season now flip him for him and hopefully we can flip that guy for another guy like what is which camp are if you had to pick one which one are you in i feel like i feel like i'm a transaction fan freddie yeah man i love a rumor i love seeing Stephen a smith yell at somebody because of a recent trade i love that three years ago was it three years ago yesterday yeah. Um, yes. We won a championship. Yesterday, the Raptors won the NBA championship. And then the next day, uh, Anthony Davis was traded to the Lakers. And us winning the championship wasn't the biggest story in the NBA. It was that <laughs> Anthony Davis was going to be a Laker. And I love that. So I'm a transaction man. Put me down for transaction. Specifically, hey. specifically mid-season waiver 10-day pickups. That's my that's my. <laughs> yeah, that's your, like, your big Shimori Pons guy. Yeah, whenever I when, whenever I play NBA 2K, I'm like, uh, don't GM assist me on that. I will be filling up the roster on the day to day. Oh wow, I like it. Detail oriented. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I appreciate your honesty. I, I I feel like you know, there's no there's no denying that it's exciting, and um, you know, shortly after the Anthony Davis trade. It was all about uh, let's uh, let's find Kawhi. Uh, is he at the Cactus Club? What's going on? Let's chase him <laughs> with a plane. Cactus Club. You know what I mean? It was all about like, hey, where's this guy going? Where's Uncle Dennis? Where's Danny Green? Um, yeah. Remember all the um, Tim Rabbit likes to say ant rumors. Like everyone's aunt who like everyone has one rich aunt who lives by the bridal path who knew some sort of family dynamic that Kawhi Leonard was going through. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, I heard Kawhi's um, nanny got renewed for another year, so um, he's coming back." <laughs> I heard a ton of that. I also heard of like, "Hey, he grabbed boxes from from home hardware, so <laughs> this guy's out of town." Yeah, or, or like uh, Kawhi's wife just bought a Dyson; she's staying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's true. Like the, I feel like the the rumors got insane, and then you know that's where uh, I don't know if this is like an actual term, but the like. I want to say like 
Canadian like inferiority complex just kicked in where we're, we were just like, please love us. And then, yeah, everyone's aunt, everyone's uncle, everyone's real estate agent had some yeah. inside information. Everyone's Poutini's house of poutine will give you free poutine whenever you go there. <laughs> yeah. The green room will give you a free pad time. <laughs> green room. Like, Kawhi eats for free. All of these restaurants that Kawhi would never eat at. Yeah. Yeah, Kawhi and Dine, please come to the Purple Onion in the Junction. <laughs> uh, we have some hot dogs and gravy for you. Um, not not a real item, but uh, okay, Chris, well, where, where are you at with this? Like, you know, are you, uh, yeah, do you consider yourself a transaction fan more so, or do you like the kind of like slow build chemistry stuff? Uh, see, I have an appreciation for both. Um, I, 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 would, I would categorize myself as somewhere in the middle, Whereas mm-hmm. I love trade rumors and I love trade deadline day. I I turn Woj and Shams tweets alerts on my phone at certain times of the year. And it usually has to do with trade rumors. But I'm also in the camp that feels that people get r- almost too excited about trade rumors, a little too heated about it. Whereas I always take sort of like a Zen approach to whatever B nice. will be. Um, so if we get a cool trade, um, that's great. If we're quiet at the trade deadline, I'm also totally fine with it. I remember last year around the Tampa Tampa Bay season trade deadline, everyone mm-hmm. was like losing their minds and like writing soliloquies and epic poems about Kyle Lowry's legacy, fearing that he was going to be traded to Philly or the Lakers yeah. or Miami at that point. And I was the only person of like maybe two or three people on all of Raptors Twitter, who is like, no, he's not getting traded today because he's not getting traded. I yeah. I stood firm on that. I like locked that in. I believed in myself. I bet on myself on that. And he was not traded that day. And I, it was just a feeling. It's like, no, it's going to be something different at the trade deadline because I knew that people were going to try to undervalue for, for Kyle mm-hmm. because the Raptors were doing poorly at the trade deadline at the time. So I think a lot of other GMs could kind of figure, oh, maybe we could swindle Nasai, not realizing that, you know, Nasai Ujiri is the literal king of Toronto and you can't pull the wool over that man's eyes. So of course, he wasn't going to pull the trade on the trigger on Kyle unless he got something really good for him in return because not even like as a skill set thing, not that Kyle Lowry doesn't have a very particular set of skills that can be valuable to any team that's trying to contend uh usually at least at the time mm-hmm. but uh there was a legacy involved as well because you're not just trading away you're a player you're 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 trading away a, a cornerstone of your franchise you know it was like getting rid of kyle lowry was like the end of an era for us it, it's sort of like and i think that you know uh money and such aside, you know, I think Masai is going to be the kind of guy who honors that. So um, I think a lot of people can get really tied up in the trade stuff and the trade rumors without really listening to what the team is saying or really paying attention to what the, what they're putting out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I like... I, I mean, I'm definitely someone who is a very much a trust in Maasai vision dude. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Me too. yeah, so it's like I can be a chemistry fan or I can be 
uh, a transaction fan. Like I like, I can definitely be both, but my, my instinct is always to sort of listen to Masai first in regards to any sort of direction of the team and kind of going along with whatever he feels because he hasn't really steered us wrong yet. If that makes sense. So no, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you all the way. And, and I do feel like, you know, obviously, yeah, it's just a, it's a question that's like asking you to kind of choose a side, but both are effective. And, and, you know, I'm, I, I was with you. I was one of the people who was convinced that he was not being traded. I think it would have been a traumatic and bad mistake, um, especially in that awful Tampa year, we would have gotten, you know, not precious for him. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, Masai, you know, you don't really like put him over a barrel. And I, I think for me, one of the main reasons I didn't see him getting traded at the deadline was because the the people in, in charge of like, you know, facilitating this deal, like, you know, Masai was never going to send Kyle to OKC, right? So I think he wanted to make sure he got paid. And, you're, you know, you're talking Pat Riley and Masai Ujiri and um, Daryl Morey having to negotiate and that's just like no one's going to move there they're, they're all stuck and the lakers offer never seems serious as well so um but yeah you know i think yeah we, we, we've seen a bunch of both uh in this messiah era like you know the terrence ross for ibaka trade uh the acquisition of pj tucker and you know obviously the gasol and Kawhi trade so you know there's blockbusters as well but i do think there's sort of like this, uh, yeah, I'm trying to trust him as a guy, you know, like I think he builds up to these trades as it pertains to the Raptors. But, um, you know, I think good points all around because I feel like transactions are really exciting, especially when even, even the Norm Gary Trent thing in that year was exciting, right? It's like, I think people want to, people want to stick the landing with transaction uh, news, right? Whereas if it's chemistry, it's kind of like, it's a little, I don't want to say more boring, but I think people don't enjoy talking about how how OG and and uh, Scotty might grow together to be this like awesome force in the NBA. They'd rather say, "Would well, looks like Scotty might be better than OG long term, so let's trade OG for any player that we think hypothetically fits." So it, it, I think it's more transactions are more like accessible. I feel like for the average fan, but um, okay, Chris, let's stick with you and let's bring Maddie in. Uh, I want to talk about Kyle Lowry getting his own street. And uh, I mean, that's all I'm going to say about that. He got his own street. It's pretty cool. Uh, I hope that, um, I mean, I, I always say with Kyle, if you're going to honor him, I hope that there's places or like, like if it was going to be a statue, I will always want it to be at a place where people would accidentally run into it. Uh, and fall down. So I hope that there's a bunch of like giant ramps or speed bumps. Like I hope it's a dangerous place to drive. And <laughs> if you are driving on the street, I hope you just destroy your bumper. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be like a smooth ride. That's all I'm saying about that. Where is Kyle street? Do you know where it is? Uh, I, I don't know where it is. I feel like I should have researched this a little bit more. Um, he talked about the gardener a lot. Every time he was interviewed, he'd say like, "Oh yeah, love me this, love me some gardener." So, I I, I hope that, I wish he just got a section of the gardener. I thought it would, my my guess is like it's somewhere near the practice facility. You know, like that weird part of the X where there's a bunch of yeah. streets. No one ever goes there. Is that where? It is? Wow, wow, this buddy's uh, 
You're low on the axe, Maddie. I'm, I'm pulling this up because I'm pretty sure it's in an insane place where you. It's at Don Mills Crossing, a new development in the city's northeast. I'm oh. against Kyle Lowry Street. I would just like to say that. Wow. Okay. This seems arbitrary. It seems like something they got cued on in city council, but like. Donlands East? He's never been there. <laughs> Kyle Lowry's never been anywhere in Toronto. You think he went anywhere when he was here? Uh, I think he spent a lot of time at Wonderland. So, <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I agree. I feel like the one time he was like, you know, I, I don't know if it was his Players Tribune, but he was quoted like, yeah, the streets he referred to as like, man, I miss walking down Young Street, driving on the Gardener. And it was just like the, our biggest streets. Like you didn't even you didn't even mention Bloor. Um, but okay, I, I want to know what uh, what other player needs to be honored, and and what street or or, or place you're gonna name after them. Um, let's uh, yeah, let's let, let, let's stick with you, Chris. What, who's your player? What's their street? How are you celebrating them? I am gonna pick Vince Carter, and. I am going to rename Billy Bishop Airport after Vince Carter. Wow. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Who needs Billy Bishop? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is my pick. That's a great pick. Um, Vince Carter Airport. Vince wow. Carter Airport. Yeah. It's like people, you know, the, you, you, you can't to, count on Vince Carter Airport. Right. So that's a little dangerous, but <laughs> yeah, people will be like, uh, instead of saying like no jets on the island, they'll be like, no Vince Carter's on the island. And people will be like, what'd you say? What'd you say? You know, um, is good. this airport going to suddenly relocate to New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just in New Jersey. It's like in Atlantic city. We're like, wait, how, how is that Toronto's? Um, I don't know why I went straight to Atlantic city. Um, okay, uh, Adam, what what's your player? What's their airport? Or what's their airport? Oh what's their airport? Well, well, yeah, yeah. Because that's the only one left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's uh, the player? How are you honoring them? Uh, mine is very similar to Chris. Mine is Alonzo Morning Drive <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's Alonzo Morning's tenure in Toronto Drive, and it's in South Beach. Amazing. <laughs> So it's like if you really want to experience Alonzo um, as a Raptor, you, you got to do it the way that he would have wished, uh, which is never, ever setting foot in the city um, <laughs> yeah. and threatening to retire and then uh, rejoining Miami later. Thank God that we won a championship because that's probably before that a top 10 Raptors moment is Alonzo Mourning getting traded here and then re instantly retiring. Yeah, we, we there's a there's a. There's some troubling history with the Raptors. Like it was yeah. like a, it was a bleak time prior. Would to you like to play life. for the Raptors? I'd rather never touch a basketball again <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah. You, you also got the famous uh, Antonio Davis who we all loved. And it's like, he got traded again to the Raptors and he's like, I don't want my kids to go to school in Canada. I'm not coming back. <laughs> so well, well lots also, of, we won a championship and then Goran Dragic was like, Oh shit. I got to go play in Toronto. No, I, I want out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. Uh, I'd rather. Um, I mean, I think that part of that seems like it was the franchise too. Like we're, we're not building around you, but I, I can't help but think that if he was like, hey, I'm totally into this team. I'm gonna help you win. Uh, I feel like it would have been. I don't know. Also, would have been better for his trade value, uh, in my opinion. I, I don't think he gets like shipped to the Spurs. 
the way that he does if it's uh you know if he's playing and kind of contributing but who knows didn't he say that in like a eastern european magazine uh yeah he did i feel like he was interviewed in is he serbian um kudos to raptors fans for digging up a serbian interview and being mad about it yeah, I, I got to make sure he is in fact Serbian, and I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect. I think he might actually be Slovenian. It, him, oh, him, he, he Luka, is. You're right. Luca from the same country, so it, I know that Luca's Slovenian. So I believe mm. Yeah, yeah th- that is correct. Uh, to all Serbians and Slo- Slovenians, I apologize. <laughs> um, I hope that you both get a Goran Dragic street. Um, okay, Maddie, who, who are you honoring, and uh, and, and where is it going to be? Well, I'm going to honor a part of the city that's, you know, known to be fun, have a great nightlife, good food. Uh, I'm talking about Little Italy and uh, just that little chunk there on college. I'd like to rename it Bargnani Boulevard. And I think it's going to, yeah, like I think you you name it that and it's going to get a little like more, uh, uh, you know, contentious a little bit. There's going to be a little bit more. (laughs) <laughs> spit in the streets wow freddie freddie get ready to apologize to the italian community while you're at it. yeah yeah this is like this is we're, we're offending yeah. a lot of people here i was just gonna say call italy bargnani <laughs> but, <laughs> so yeah wait, what you're proposing is that everything from ozington to bathurst is now called bargnani boulevard yes yeah and then West and east of that is College Street again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that little chunk. <laughs> I think he really earned it. I think he was a pillar in the community. You've seen the tomato sauce commercials. And uh, yeah, I think that, you know, once, it, just like, you know, as as time goes on, the pain of Bargnani will start to just, just uh, fade away a little bit. And then we can celebrate him for, you know, someone who would thrive in today's game, possibly. You know? Sure. I thought you were going to say we could, you know, reignite the pain after it settles. <laughs> well, it's always good reminder. You need pain as a reminder sometimes of, sure. the, of the tougher days. Um, I uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, Bargnani, uh, you know, yeah, it needs to be honored. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, mine is, um, I don't know exactly where it would be, but I think if you live in Toronto uh, at night, you hear cars racing around. Uh, where are they exactly? Who knows? Uh, so that's uh, the location of my street is unknown. Um, it's wherever uh, people drag race and it's the TJ Ford racing strip. Uh, TJ was the fastest Raptor I think I've ever seen. Uh, one of the fastest players I've ever seen his uh, you know, this is back, uh, you know, not, not kind of dark times with the Raptors as well. Like, I guess we were had some okay seasons with Bosch and, and TJ and, Jared Jack and the like, but um, yeah, TJ Ford racing strip. Uh, and uh, where is it? Who knows? Wherever you hear loud cars, Honda Civic, the, Mol- the Molson Indy. Maybe you want to rename it the uh, Ford Indy. So it's like it's like in Fast and the Furious where you see at nighttime they converge on a part and they start like spray painting lines on the street. <laughs> that's right. And also, someone replaces a street sign that says TJ Ford. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Adam, you got the right energy. It's like there's a pop-up energy. You know what I mean? Like somehow people like, yeah, have a lot of tools and like have a big ladder where they can go put that over there. You know what I mean? Like whoever it is, like they're really organized. Um, So yeah, it's a nice street, even though it's temporary. Um, 
Okay, cool. Where's the, uh, where's the slowest part of Toronto? Where can we name Jason Capono Lane? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Kensington Market. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, what's that called? Um, uh, Pedestrian Sunday. Yeah. Pedestrian Sundays are just called uh, they're called Jason Caponos now. Yeah, Capono <laughs> Capono Sundays. Capono Sundays. I mean. Listen, yeah, like, you know, if you're listening, if you have any ideas about like, you know, where, 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 like what part of the city belongs to Aaron Baines or um, Louis Scola or uh, Mamadou Njai, like any, any Raptors you can think of, Zan Tabak, um, whatever. So somebody, you know, should claim the edge walk, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, listen, like if you got any ideas, uh, hit us with it. But uh, yeah, let's talk some NBA. The, the finals are happening and, uh, you know, it's super exciting. So, Maddie, uh, kick these people off. No, just kidding. Um, please give me your most uh, delicious, loud, weird NBA sting. National, National Basketball, Basketball Association. Association. Oh, okay. We're back to the clean version. He's not using the website anymore. Um, Maddie, uh, I, I don't know what happened to I the website. I will look for you. I will find you. And you I will go. talk some NBA. I think I view I will. There we go. There's uh that's uh as Chris said, <laughs> Kyle Lowry has a very particular set of skills, which is to kill Liam Neeson. Um, you know, th- th- that that's one of the better ones. Uh certainly better than uh Gibbert Godfrey last uh, last week. Uh, Gibbert. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Maddie, if you were watching the uh, YouTube feed, spelled Gilbert Godfrey as Gibbert. Um, <laughs> just a funny word to look at. Uh, hey. R.I.P. Gilbert, for sure. Um, okay, uh, Adam, let's go to you first. Uh, this was a fun one. I hopefully didn't send you, uh, you know, both digging too much. Uh, hopefully something came to mind. But uh, yeah, we saw, you know, Maple Jordan, uh, Wiggins, He's been playing pretty good uh, all all playoffs, and we've touched on it on the podcast too. I think the Golden State culture is great. You see guys like Otto Porter doing well, and uh, you know uh, Gary Payton the second, and Poole. Like they just, you know, it's a kumbaya Kerr. Uh, Steve Kerr brings out the best in people, and um, yeah, I think they're you know do, doing a good job. And Wiggins looks like he's he's thriving and getting to be his best self. Um, shout out Thornhill. But um, yeah, where where uh, like I, I wanted you both to think of a a player that you wouldn't uh, you know expect that had a massive playoff game and sort of ha- has their own game. So who's another player that comes to mind, Adam, that had like the Wiggins game or the uh, whatever Zantabak game? Well, first of all, Freddie, I'd just like to shout out Nick Stauskas, another Southern Ontario basketball player for playing one minute in the garbage time yesterday. I think a lot sure. of people are going to overlook. I think he had maybe a turnover, but uh, good on yeah. Sas Castillo, great nickname. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call him? Uh, one time the, they spelled his name wrong, and it was spelled Sas Castillo. So <laughs> those are my favorite nicknames, the ones that make absolutely no sense, and they're just based off an error. But yeah, Sas Castillo. Um, but the a game that comes to mind is um, Terrence Mann's 39-point blowout against the Memphis Grizzlies in Game 6 last year in last year's playoffs. He was great one. back, put the team on his back, and it was so good that I drafted him very early in a fantasy basketball league, thinking that he would return something like fifth-round value, and uh, I'm proud to say that he 
uh, returned about 11th round value. So good sure. on Terrence Mann, a great basketball player, still young. He's got it. Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. That's a wonderful answer. Um, yeah, shout out Terrence Mann. He, he definitely seemed like he was like, that seemed like an ascension game. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, as you sort of highlighted with the, your uh, your drafting, it, it was not exactly an Ascension game, but he definitely still looks good. Like, I feel oh, like, yeah. um, you know, yeah, M- M- Maxi did that a couple times, I feel like, uh, in, this, in this Philly series where it's sort of like, is this is this guy amazing or is this just sort of um, like a I good situation? I feel like, Terrence, I feel like Maxi is, is it Terrence Maxi? Tyrese Maxi. Tyrese Maxi. I'm in, I'm in Terrence land. Yeah, Maxi looked like an all-star this. Uh, Ma- Ma- Maxi's the reason why we got beat so handedly. I mean, a double gentleman sweep, but Maxi looked like an all-star in that series. Well, Maxi was amazing, and I think that we didn't really have any guards that could stick with him, you know, especially with Fred being hurt, and he he torched us. You know, he was like, Fred's hurt, and uh, Gary Trent Jr. is sick. Let's go. Yeah. When your game uh, plan is like, we're going to make them beat us with Tobias Harris and Terrence Maxi, and they're like, Cheers. I'm going to score 35 points every game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love when a game plan totally blows up in your face. <laughs> yeah. uh, as a Raptor fan, I feel like we're familiar with that. Um, okay. Oh, sorry. Somebody has some. No. Oh, you know, listen, okay. <laughs> Give me that Raptor sting, Maddie. Um, okay. Uh, Chris. Yeah. Who, who's your, you know, kind of like burst out player. Oh, I, I have such a homer answer, and you're going to love it and hate it. Um, Fred Van Vliet in Game 4 of the NBA Finals in 2019. Um, it's the one where he lost his tooth and had that photo of him with the blood running yes. down his eye. That was a big game for him. And I'm very sure that was the game that got that one lone Finals MVP vote from Hubie Brown for Fred Van Vliet. That's yes. the first game that popped in my head. When I read that question, because yesterday was the anniversary of the championship win and my brain went there instantly because that was a great time for me. And yeah, that was that's the one, the 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 tooth, the Freddie Van Fleet tooth game. That's my pick. Was that the only other uh, finals MVP vote? Yes. It wasn't given to Kawhi. That's right. That is correct. Yeah, and Hubie Brown was just like, I mean, you know, I I think there's a there is an argument, but it's uh, I mean, yeah, I, uh, we've talked about this a lot. I mean, not recently on the pod, but the Finals MVP narrative is one of the weirder ones because it's like someone can carry a team. Like, you know, I remember when Tony Parker won uh, against the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, it was like this is so weird because Duncan obviously carried the team, and then Tony Parker just lit up the opposing point guard. Uh, Booby Gibson uh, on uh, on the Cavs, and it's like, oh, Tony Parker's the Finals MVP, and he's like, it was kind of like, but aren't we supposed to honor the best player on the other team? Obviously, yeah. the Iguodala one's pretty famous. Even even the the discussion around Steph now is sort of like, is this is this real? Like, are you not going to respect Steph unless he wins this? Because you know he should have. If it, if it didn't go to LeBron, like he should have won it for. Uh, for, for the Warriors, but um, my pick for this question, uh, I feel like I got, I, I have two, I have a, cause I, 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 I made a backup. The first one, uh, he got eight points in this game, but he also has a very, very famous play. Uh, it is the Mike Miller shoe game. 
so in game six, the Heat had an improbable comeback against the Spurs uh, and won 103 to 100. And Mike Miller lost his shoe and hit a three with one shoe. Uh, his stat was very pedestrian. I think it was uh, yeah, seven rebounds, two assists, eight points in just under 30 minutes. But a very memorable moment. And uh, my backup was uh, none other than uh, Goran Dragic, uh against the Spurs oh, yeah. as well. He kind of had a coming out party, scored. He had a crazy stat line. I just had it here a second ago. Um, yeah, Goran Dragic at 26 points, uh, five for five from three. 10 for 13 from the field and just was lighting up the Spurs. Uh, you know, he was the backup to, to Steve Nash, really stacked team if you look at it too. But uh, yeah, Goran Dragic kind of had a coming out party and, you know, you know, went on to do big things and not, not play many games for Toronto. But um, who's, 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 who's counting? Who's remembering, you know, what he did for Toronto. But yeah. He can't play basketball anymore. Yeah, listen. He, he, he had his day in the sun. He was great. I he was great. Him. Yeah, he's one of the oldest. He's one. Of, he's hey. He's one of the only players in the NBA older than me. So I think there's wow. like six at this point. It's like six or seven players. I'm nineteen. I'm thirty six now. Nineteen eighty six. And uh, yeah, that day will come soon enough for me where there is not a single player in the NBA that's older than me. You know what's um, crazy that I was looking up the other day is that did you know Chris Boucher is the third oldest Raptor. He is, yeah. Insane. It's uh, him, Birch, and um, well, Thaddeus Young now is like yep. four years older than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that's crazy. Yeah, our team. I think. Uh, I think Masai kind of said this uh, in a press conference, but uh, I think we would be the youngest team in the NBA if not for Thaddeus Young. Right. So there's something like that, some age average thing. I think we were the youngest team in the playoffs. But um, let's uh, let's stick with you, Chris, for this last question. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, I always like to ask questions like this. Uh, and, uh, you know, as uh, Adam Silver has been saying it for years. He wants an in-season tournament. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I follow the in-season tournament for the WNBA. It's called the Commissioner Cup. I will say that people do not care about it. Uh, the players often forget that they're playing. <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah, they'll interview like, oh, what do you think about this Commissioner's Cup game? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, um, I don't know. Do I care? Um, you know, they offer more money for it. Uh, I think incentivizing this is, a, you know, that's sort of a different discussion. Like, will it be a success? Uh, but, um, yeah, I, it kind of got my brain thinking, like, if if all three of us were put in charge of making a big schedule-style change to the regular season – what would it be? Um, so yeah, Chris, let's start with you. If someone, you know, tasked you like, listen, you're going to, you're going to lead this change uh, to the regular season. What, what is the change that you're making? Okay. So uh, I'm, I may take a little inspiration from the MLB major league baseball. Uh, I would make the all-star game count. <laughs> I would, mm. I would mm. make uh, for something like in terms of, um, uh, I would I would have a count for playoff seating as well. So once we if whatever conf, I, I would go back to East and West conferences for the all star okay. game. And depending on which conference wins the all star game, 
once it gets to the NBA finals, regardless of what team seed they are, the team whose conference won the NBA all-star game gets home court advantage in the NBA finals. Okay. I like that. I feel, I feel like I've heard uh, things similar to that. Not, not that specifically, but um, yeah, it's, it's both sort of like kind of like fun and arbitrary in a way, but then also like has these like low key big stakes. Um, So I, I think, you know, that don't appear until the postseason. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, so like, um, say like your your team is like a three or a four seed, and it really punches above its weight and makes the NBA finals. Uh, and you're playing against the one seed in the other conference, you get home court advantage, even though you're the four seed. I think I'm, that would I'm be into it. Great. Yeah, I'm into it. And I, people are always looking like how to make the All Star game kind of like a bigger deal. That's just it's kind of this part of the regular season that I feel like. Uh, all the major, you know, like uh, North American sports struggle with uh, how to like, how to, I guess, how to make their players play harder for a game that is not necessarily connected to the season, which is why, you know, I've, I'm always skeptical of a full in-season tournament. Like how, how would the buy-in work there? But um, I like it. Uh, Adam, what's up? What's your, what's your regular season adjustment? I don't care for the, in-season tournament unless it was and this is probably it's been said before i would love it if it was an in-season tournament that you played for your city and not your team that you were signed for so like a little world cup players Hmm. players from la players from new york players from toronto maybe you have like a you know even every year you could just pick four cities and it didn't have to be the same cities every year. And those players would play. Maybe you replace the all-star game with it. Maybe instead of all-star weekend, you just have this tournament of full teams and you have this like, you know, um, tournament of cities. I think that would be cool. I think that's great. I think that's really cool. I, I feel like um, I, I've done a, a digging a couple times and I think there's more players from, uh, California than like any other country or like a bunch of countries combined. Like there's so many really? players. Like I think LA would be a tough place to beat, but um, yeah, for like, you know, LA, Philly, New York. I mean, Toronto definitely has a lot of players right now. Mm-hmm. We could, we, we could rep a pretty good team. We can put a uh, team together. And that's like a I'll fun kind of spice up thing. That's not necessarily related to the regular season, but would be like an attraction. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a year where you know you don't have uh, you don't have the big cities in, so you don't need to have LA in every single year because that team's obviously gonna gonna like roll the other. But if you had like you know, if Toronto was in one with, you know, again it was it was like Toronto, Philly, South Florida, something like that. I think that'd be cool. Also, I would like more day games on a day. I think Saturday, if we could have like an NFL type schedule on Saturdays. For those games that like one, four, and eight, um, but more of them, I would like. Mm-hmm. I know I miss the early Raptors games. I miss going to a game at like twelve, and like all the players from the opposing city are just like trashed, and like <laughs> they're so hungover, and like we we almost certainly win. Um, no, I, I I totally agree. I feel like that kind of changes the viewership around. Um, you know, similar to Chris, I'm actually gonna kind of take from baseball too. 
I feel like it would really, really change the complexion of the regular season. And it would definitely make it so that, uh, you know, there's a different type of like luck, but I feel like for, for the sake of travel, I really like the idea of series where it's like, you know, our division, we play Philly four times. It's like, okay, we play them four times in a row. Um, then, then, you know, whenever we play, uh, LA, whatever it's back to back, like just these kind of like, and, and for sure you'd run into situations where, you know, let's say Pascal's injured against uh, a good team. It's like, Oh no, this is going to be four losses, but I think it would definitely make the kind of like the gamesmanship. Like it would make the regular season more playoff like, and you know, for instance, like things like, uh, resting or um you know load management i think it would be intriguing to see like where and how teams do that Mm -hmm. you know sort of like hey okay the lakers are playing well the lakers are a bad example but you know the warriors are playing the the pistons and they're you know the resting draymond clay and steph for the series and i think it would sort of like force teams to be strategic in a different way and it would definitely cut down on some of the travel, I, su- I assume. But yeah, that's that's my kind of in-season change. Hmm. Hmm. Huh? Is that something oh, or what? Okay. I mean, it's it's something. Yeah, horrible? Or is it, is it a winner? I, I don't like it. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Listen, uh, Matty D, hit that to- raptor sting. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to debate you in any format. I'd deba- I dare you to debate me on this. Listen, Queen please de- theater debate me. Okay, uh, we'll we'll make sure we have a moderator who uh, is too afraid to interrupt either of us uh, and cut off our mics, and we can just like scream over them. Yeah, and while you're debating, I'm just going to be walking around the stage stalking you like Donald Trump to Hillary Clinton. Oh yeah, nice like just like intimidating creepiness. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't, I don't really love it, but I mean, like, I, I definitely wish I could have punched him in the head if I was there. <laughs> um, it, w- it would be fun to like, that would just be a moment where would be like, listen, I know like, you know, Kanye hopping up on stage and being like, this belongs to Beyonce. Like, I would love to just be like, listen, I know this is going to shock everyone, but I'm going to punch this man in the brain. Um, Wait, Chris, I feel like is the deciding vote on the season series and you have to pick whose side you're on. Yes. Me or Chris. Come on. Uh, um, as much as I love the idea of making basketball a little bit more like baseball in that way, uh, the reason why it works with baseball is because baseball stadiums are dedicated venues for baseball. Generally, like you only do baseball or concerts there, whereas the venues that you do uh, basketball in, you're usually sharing with the NHL, mm-hmm. usually games that are scheduled to each other. So I, I like the idea of making it more like a playoff thing, but I think logistically it wouldn't work. So I'm going to have to side with Adam on this one. Wow. I'm devastated, but that, that is very fair. And as uh, anytime we talk about like scheduling, I always think about how San Antonio has to go on like a two week road trip because of the rodeo. Yep. Um, that's like my favorite scheduling thing. And then I think if I'm not mistaken, the uh, it, it was before the Brooklyn Nets moved, but there was also like they had to just like leave town for two weeks because of Bon Jovi every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, bon Jovi, is that my, am I picking the right guy? He's from New Jersey, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I heard Matt laughing. I don't know if he was pissed about my Bon Jovi reference. 
I just love that a city shuts down for two weeks because of Bon Jovi. <laughs> it was a long time. Every every year, it's just like, wow, this guy is really, he goes hard. Um, um, Chris, I'm glad that you sided with me, but I'm upset that it was based in logic and not raw emotion um, and anger towards Freddy. I'm sorry. Um, I'm very Vulcan-like in my takes. I'm not the most exciting person. Live long and prosper, guys. <laughs> live long and prosper. I think I do, Isn't there right? something going on right now with uh, Justin Bieber concert in Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Finals? Well, he's sick. He can't, uh, he can't perform anyway. Oh, okay. He's got oh, yeah, something's he's got going on with him. Right? Yeah, yeah. Get better, Justin Bieber. Yeah, get better, Biebs. Um, feel, yeah. no. Not a fan, but still feel better, dude. That sucks. Wow. <laughs> wow. This hot, is the hot. emotion that we want. Yeah, this is a hot Bieber go. Now you've, now you've got me heated over Justin yeah. Bieber. Okay, guys. Now, now we're just talking about the intricacies of Bieber's life, so I think it's a good time to call it. Um First, though, let's uh, let's see if you guys any, got any fun shout-outs. Uh, let me go to you first, uh, Adam. What's up? You're in Vancouver. You know, I, I guess you're taking a break from some shows. But, um, yeah, this is coming out tomorrow the 15th. Uh, where can people catch you? Where can they listen to, like, your, you know, your album, support you, support Canadian comedy? I'll be at the Desperate Last Comedy Festival in July, end of July. Chris, what's up? Uh, what do you want to plug? What do you want to let people know? All right. So uh, I guess being a, a newly dubbed Raptors Twitter maverick, uh, the best place to find me is on Twitter at Chris underscore underscore Myers. Uh, I'm usually tweeting about basketball or Star Trek. Uh, I also run a, a Star Trek account. It's called Swear Trek. I, I run it with a few of my friends. Uh and uh, it's fun. It's popular. You can follow Swear Trek at S W E A R underscore Trek. Uh, it was uh, it was it's it's we've been running that for about five or six years now. Uh, it was created by my friend Aaron, who is now a super successful author, I guess. So uh, I have taken over the account, so I get to tweet about Star Trek. Uh, all the time, which is a dream, aside from going on podcasts and talking about basketball, especially the Toronto Raptors. Um, that is generally where you'll find me. Otherwise, uh, you can find things that I work on on television, because uh, I am also, by day, a video editor. So if you are interested in seeing things that I work on, uh, follow my personal, and I will keep you up to date on anything that I work on that will be going on a streaming service or television station at some point follow me there too so chris i'm a busy bee chris strange new worlds picard discovery rank them oh strange new worlds discovery picard okay wow that was a nice quick ranking okay next time you're on the pod chris i've got to make sure to have like a star trek themed question like you know who could who could dunk on wharf or you about um i was running a star trek d20 campaign and i named all of the crew members in the ship after the toronto raptors so the, the ship was called it was a medical ship called the ss raptor and then uh the head scientist was doctor like i had nick nurses like the bones of the ship he was the head Whoa. of medicine Amazing. i had captain masai ujiri as the captain of the ship and i had uh like kyle lowry as chief engineer that sort of stuff so That's there's awesome. my there is my Raptors Star Trek connection. I, I that's I, I game mastered a Raptors themed Star Trek. 
Amazing. Guess Stripes is the first guy to get killed by an alien. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Poor Stripes, you know? <laughs> if, you're, if you're wearing a Chevron jersey, you get killed. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, th- that's the pod. Uh, yeah. I just want to uh, thank everyone who's been listening and supporting and liking and subscribing and all that stuff. Uh, thanks to Maddie D. Thanks to you too. And um, yeah, see you next week. And Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, uh, wrap this baby up. Please just give me those sweet words I love so much. Okay. Listen to the Confederacy of Dunks exclusively on the Rapcast. 